0: Well, happy Mother's Day to all you moms. When Trevor first showed me that video, I laughed and then I cried. But then I definitely think that's true, is go to bed because I am tired. (laughs) Well, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. And I want to say if... This Mother's Day is hard for you. We want to see you, and we want to celebrate you for coming. We know that Mother's Day isn't always wonderful for everyone for many different reasons, and so we're so glad you chose to spend it with us. To moms, we thank you for everything that you do. My mom is here. Um, you guys work so hard. You raise wonderful kids. I get to see them in kids' ministry and love hanging out with them. So. You're awesome. All ladies are awesome. I like to just take Mother's Day as a women's celebration. You're all wonderful. You've all mothered somebody. You're all the people that probably clean the dishes and do the laundry and you know, make sure everything works in your house. And you're the friend that provides a shoulder and is always there. So we're just so grateful. Thank you for joining us. We're so excited. Well, like Trevor said, my name's Caroline Eldridge. I am the children's pastor. I've been a children's pastor at multiple churches. I've been a children's pastor for 11 years. I can't believe that I've done it for 11 years. (laughs) Um, I'm married to this handsome guy in front. We've been married for almost four years. (laughs) We have a son... Rider, he's 17 months, and we thought he, we wanted him to walk so bad, and now he does, and now we're exhausted. <laughs> um, we're expecting a second one, which I think we're crazy for doing. <laughs> so all of you parents who have multiple kids, please give us advice. We have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> Trevor, let me have a microphone today. Uh, don't know why. <laughs> I've actually known Trevor um, since we were, like, 16, Um, so I knew him before he was cute and before he met Lindsay. (laughs) And I seriously mean that. If you look at pictures of Trevor in high school, his struggles. You definitely get the best version of him now. He's an amazing pastor. So excited. We're so pumped to be here. Um, Today, I'm talking about prayer. I'm bringing a prayer message for a reason, because um, me and my husband are legacy of prayer warriors. We both have grandparents. I'm not going to (laughs) cry. I'm pregnant, so I could cry at any moment, honestly. Um, <laughs> but we're a legacy of praying grandmothers his mother was his grandmother was an intercessor she was a mighty warrior I never got to meet her but every time I meet someone that did know her all they can tell me is stories and stories of how his grandmother prayed for them or believed for them or changed them my grandmother Uh, she was a prayer warrior. I probably didn't respect it as much as a kid because I'd go over to her house and before we would sleep, she would take us in the room and she'd get out the old Bible. I'm sure if you have a grandmother like this, it's just worn pages, highlighter, marker all the way through it. She'd make me and my sister pray. She'd pray with us. We'd pick out our outfits for Sunday. And it was annoying sometimes as a kid because you're thinking like, I don't want to pray, grandma. I just want to go to the playground. (laughs) But I look back now and I look at her journals and I think of her Bible and I think like she never stopped praying. She didn't have the perfect life but she always prayed. And because of her we have amazing moms who pray. My mother-in-law is an incredible prayer warrior. Um, Probably a lot of our marriage is doing good because of Stephen's mom and the way she prays. And my mom is an amazing prayer warrior, so much so that when me and my sister would call her in our late teens, early 20s, she would always be like, well, have you prayed about that? And we'd be like, Mom, we just want to talk. (laughs) But she had it right. We needed to pray about it. And we always got prayers from her. Every time we called, we knew mom was going to pray. And sometimes that meant that me and my sister discussed, like, we're not calling mom. We're going to call dad because we don't want to (laughs) pray. But... I'm sure he still just told my mom, and she prayed, so we could have just called her anyways. So we have a legacy of prayer, and so today I want to bring a word about prayer, because I think if anyone's been in church for more than five minutes, you've met a woman who can pray. You've met a woman who has taken time to pray with you, to pray for you, that if you asked her to pray, she wrote it in her prayer journal, and she's been praying, and you don't even know it. Radical Church is a product of a woman who prayed deeply. Dee came and prayed for Radical Church and prophesied over it, and here we are. I think women have a powerful way of shifting atmospheres when they pray. So we're going to do, we're going to talk about the journey of prayer. But before we start, we have to pray. <laughs> so join me in prayer. God, we just thank you so much that you are so present here. That we come here to encounter you, not just to worship or to hear a message, but to encounter you. So I ask that as I speak, that you would encounter everybody here. That you would touch their hearts. That you would speak to them in a way I cannot. That you would come, Holy Spirit, and you would change this room. And that you would use my message to touch and affect and change everybody here. In Jesus' name, amen. I will say it's so much more fun praying in kids ministry because after you pray, they like scream amen amen at you. They're very passionate (laughs) and you guys are so quiet and I'm never in a room this quiet, (laughs) ever. So this morning I want to talk about the journey of prayer. I think prayer isn't just one thing. I think it, it evolves and it changes and I think there's multiple aspects of prayer. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is discover your style. Not everybody prays the same way. I've been in ministry for 11 years, and I always hear people, oh, I don't really pray out loud. Oh, I don't really like to pray. Because they're like somehow ashamed. Like You're supposed to pray a certain way, or you're supposed to say a certain thing. But the wonderful thing is you're not. Praying is just a conversation. And if you don't feel like, if you think prayer has to be a long, drawn-out thing, hang around kids for more than five seconds. One of my favorite stories is um, in my old church, we had we always had a time where we got to pray for this. The students prayed for each other. And there was one girl that said, hey, her mom was a dancer. Her mom danced at a New York company because I, we lived in Connecticut, so New York was very close. And she was a dancer. And so she said, pray for my mom. And so this little six-year-old came up and said, your mom will dance again. Amen. And then just like left, which is so cute. And we were all like, great, good job. And a crazy thing is the next Sunday, the mom came up and she was healed. And no one else had ever prayed for her. <laughs> and um, that just shows that prayer doesn't actually have to be much. <laughs> All she said was, you're going to dance again. Amen. And the Lord said, sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> in scripture, there's so many different examples of prayer. So in Genesis 18, verses 16 through 33, um, That you find Abraham and he's having a conversation, not a deeply pleasant pleasant conversation, because it's about the destruction of a city called Sodom, but he isn't. It's not like you're seeing a very somber moment of prayer. He's literally arguing with the Lord. He's saying, "Um, I don't think that's a great plan. I don't think you should do that." And he's like, "Well, I'm going to do this. This is why." And Abraham's like, "Hmm." What if there's one person? What if there's three people? He's just having a conversation. It's not um, anything big. I mean, the topic is heavy, but the conversation is easy. And so you see Abraham, he just had conversations with the Lord, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's a beautiful way. And then you see in Daniel, Daniel 10, it talks about how Daniel prayed. And Daniel was a more scheduled prayer. He was very... Methodical with his prayers. So when he would come and he would pray, he would sit in front of his window and he would face a certain direction and he would do it three times a day and he would kneel. And so he scheduled his prayer and his prayer was probably more what we always think about prayer. It's, it's serious. It's a set aside moment. We've decided to say these things. But that's how he prayed. But he prayed boldly and he got sent to a crazy situation as we all know um, because he prayed then you see Jesus pray and this is one of my favorite prayer stories is Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane and this is a heart-wrenching prayer this is a pleading prayer please do I have to do this can I do something else is this how it's supposed to be you see Jesus he's distracted during prayer because his disciples are human beings and they're flawed (laughs) they're being flawed and he's going back but it's it's you don't see a man who's trying to you you know like on a sunday morning when you see your pastor you know you see Trevor so passionate oh my goodness this is amazing prayer you just see a man you just see jesus and he's in the garden and he's by himself and he's having prayer time and he's discussing discussing what's to come and sometimes in our prayer lives it's not beautiful it's really messy our prayers can be heart wrenching and sad and difficult and That's okay. That's still wonderful prayer time. It's still a gorgeous time of prayer. And I think we have to give ourselves grace to pray the way that we need to pray in that season. I was literally just talking with Trevor a little bit ago. We went to youth group together. And the way we prayed as teenagers, as um, we're so excited for Rachel and Udi to be our youth pastors, but our way we prayed as teenagers were so passionate. We had so much time, number one. I mean, we probably didn't feel like we did, but we did. <laughs> and we would just have these things called Sunday night showdowns, and we all the youth would just show up, and we would just worship, and we would pray, and our prayers were loud and full of tears and so heart-wrenching. And as I got older, I used to miss that and used to think, like, I'm no longer passionate. I no longer love the Lord because I don't have these deep, passionate prayers. But I realized as you discover your style, it changes. Well, you might be 16 and you have all the time in the world and you are passionate and you're also very emotional because you're 16 and uh, you pray differently. And then as I got older, I had to ask for different things. I had to believe for different things. Life changed. And so my prayer started looking more like a Garden of Gethsemane prayer. Like, Lord, if you don't show up, I can't pay rent. Lord, if you don't show up, I can't eat. Lord, if you don't come, and be present. I don't know how my marriage will work. I don't know how I'll parent, like things changed. And so there was more of a garden Gethsemane moment. And now as a mom, I have just very little time. (laughs) I get nap time. And a lot of times that's the, if you're a mom, you know that nap time is either like, am I going to do dishes? Am I going to sleep? Am I going to shower? I don't know. (laughs) And so now my prayers look a lot more like Abraham, just like, hi God how are you? We're doing good. Please help my son sleep. (laughs) Please help me get through this week. (laughs) And those are great prayers. Those are amazing prayers. And Lord meets you in those moments. He meets you in those moments. I mean, I remember when Ryder was first born, me and Stephen would be sitting in a glider and we hadn't slept in like I don't know, like weeks. I don't know. And I remember me and Steve were just praying, Lord, we just want to sleep one hour. (laughs) And then in those moments, it was like, oh, we all would get to sleep and, you know, yeah, maybe not the most safest moment for writer because a lot of times we would just like sleep in a bed and hope he survived, but he did because he's alive, he's fine. <laughs> but you know, you have those moments that it sometimes is just a conversation, and the Lord thinks that's good enough. He's so happy that you meet him in that moment. So the first start of. This, our prayer just journey is just accept that you're in the style that you're at. You're in the season that you are. And that prayer is beautiful. And that prayer is wonderful. And just like when our kids come to us and talk to us, even about, I mean, my son doesn't even fully talk, but we listen to him. The Lord is the same way. He's so excited just to hear from you in that brief moment. Our second step of prayer is our in-between moments. So we have our style, we're praying, we're praying. And when we're believing something, sometimes prayers get answered right away. And Trevor touched on this last week. And it, I think the in-between of the ask of the prayer and the re- resolution of the prayer can be the most powerful moment. It's not our favorite moment. So don't hear me say that I love this moment, that this moment is great. <laughs> I think it's still the most powerful. Powerful moment though. There's so many amazing things that happen in the in betweens of our prayers. And sometimes our in betweens are small. You know, sometimes it's, Lord, I believe for healing, and healing happens right then. But sometimes our in between moments are really long. When I was prepping for this message, I thought about this testimony that was given um, to me in Bible college by one of our new professors. And I will never forget this testimony. And if you aren't used to the word testimony, it just means like a great celebration story. But this guy came up, and he talked about how he hadn't heard the Lord in three years, and that he was staying persistent, and he still would pray every day. And that morning, the Lord finally spoke to him, and he shared about it. And I thought, that's such an unusual testimony. Because most of the times when you hear a celebration story, it's like, I got an amazing job. The Lord healed my leg. Like, it's all like these big moments. And this guy chose to share this moment. And it was so powerful to me. I remember it 10 years later, because I heard it at 19. And I thought, wow. Wow. He prayed for three years when he felt like he couldn't hear the Lord, and he stayed persistent, and he stayed steadfast, and he didn't change. And it always has stuck with me, and I think about it all the time, because I think that was his powerful moment. That was the moment in the in-between, in his waiting room, he chose to persist, there's a new song, I don't know, I'm sure you guys have heard it at this point, it's everywhere, but it's called Wait on Me by Maverick City, and they talk about how in that waiting room it strengthens you, it grows you, it stretches you, you get your muscles, and it does, it does, it, it, it's not the most fun, but it is the most beautiful time where the Lord is ready to meet you in that moment. I think of Esther when I think about waiting rooms. Because the Lord said, you have to go do this. You need to go to the king, and you have to do this very difficult thing. And she's like, okay, but I'm not doing this without prayer and fasting. And here she is. She's praying, and she's fasting, and she has everyone doing it for her. But she has no idea what the outcome is. And the outcome could certainly be death, (laughs) which would be a heavy outcome. And she does it, and the king grants her permission and then she doesn't make the ask then she stays in the in-between she chooses to stay in the in-between she knows it's not time yet and so she goes back and she prays and fasts for the dinner that she will have and she doesn't do it at that dinner still she just obeys and keeps in that in-between moment and then in her next dinner she goes okay it's time It's ready. And if she gets the outcome that she wants, she saves her people. She brings victory to her people. But she stayed in the in-between intentionally to wait, to wait on the Lord, to do what he asked of her. And I just think like, wow, what a powerful woman if I could choose to just get out of the in-between sooner, I would, because it's not fun. But she chose to wait, because there's a beauty in that waiting. I always think of David when I think of the in-between. He was, when you read Psalms, most of Psalms is written when he's on the run, when he's, (laughs) he knows he's supposed to be king, he's gotten the prophetic promise, but here he is on the run in caves, sweating, not sure if he's going to get found, and he prays, and his prayers are messy though, like, and I Like I said, the in-between doesn't have to be beautiful, but it does make you stronger. And here's David. In one prayer, he's like, you're amazing. You're wonderful. How great are you? And then you read the next psalm, and it's like, I will die. Everything is awful. (laughs) I cannot go on. You must carry me. And that's really just a beautiful reflection of the in-between moment is, God, how do I get through this? How do I come through the other side? And maybe today you're in that in-between moment. And you will get to the other side eventually. But relish that in-between. He is strengthening you. Ask the Lord, what are you doing right now? How are you showing up right now? And you might be surprised that he's not answering the prayer that you had asked him for. But he is showing up every time. He is being powerful on your behalf. He is being moving in things that maybe you wouldn't have seen if he had answered right away. That he is moving and shifting things that you didn't even ask for because he needed to shape that before you're ready to go on to the next moment. Maybe he's giving you muscles that you need to run this next race. Maybe you asked for an incredible, amazing thing on the other side of your prayer. But you need to be strengthened before you get it (laughs) and you don't have the muscles yet it's like when athletes you they don't just arrive at the NFL ready to go they're not like 15 year old boys ready to do this (laughs) they've done training they've done high school football they've done college football and then they finally get an opportunity and there's a strengthening period that you have to go through And so maybe you've had a powerful prayer and he fully intends to answer it, but he wants to make you ready because he's a good dad. And he's never going to just like shove you in the deep end of the pool and be like, have fun. He's going to strengthen you. And that is what the in-between periods are for. And so learn to celebrate it. Take that opportunity to find community, too, to lean on someone, to get close with someone, to say, hey, pray with me. Come on this journey with me. Just like Esther, she didn't pray and fast alone. She brought others with her. So use it in between to make community, to grow closer with your spouse, to go closer with your neighbor, with your friend, with someone at church to say, like, we're going to grow together. Me and Stevens' most powerful moment moments are never really in the good times. <laughs> we don't grow together in the good times. We enjoy the good times. They're wonderful. And everyone who's married says, amen. But you guys have, if you're married for more than five minutes, you know that you've grown together because of the difficulties you've gone through together, because of the hard things, because of the prayers, because of the fights, because of the tears. You are the couple that you are now. And the same is with you and the Lord. You grow closer with him in the in-betweens because of the prayers, because of the tears, because of the growth. And that is what is amazing, even though it's difficult. And then our last part of the journey, we get through the in-between. We're on the other side. Everything is good. We have to remember to celebrate. So our point three is celebrate. You can ask my husband. I am not good at this. (laughs) I tend to be a negative Nancy. (laughs) Or I tend to just be like a speed walker and just like, okay, it happened. Let's go. Next thing. But celebration is such a huge part of our prayer journey. Because if you don't take time to celebrate, you have no idea what you've gone through. No one else has any idea what you've gone through. You've kept it to yourself. There's no way to build faith if you don't celebrate. So celebration is a huge part of our prayer journey. In scripture, when Jesus would heal someone, he would say, Go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you today. And he did that not because he wanted to brag on himself. He didn't want to be like, Hey, go tell everyone how awesome I am. But it was because he knew it would build faith with others. And no prayer is too small to not celebrate. I referenced this a little bit earlier, but was in bible college i was super super broke i was mainly starving and rarely ever had food money for food and i remember one day like i was really down and out and i was like okay i just need 20 bucks lord like i just need 20 bucks so i can like feed myself this week and i thought that i was like i literally just like it was like a throwaway prayer i was like i'm probably not gonna get 20 bucks it's fine i'll figure it out (laughs) but literally like just like maybe five or ten minutes later. I found 20 bucks on the sidewalk, and I thought, nothing of it. (laughs) But that was something worth being celebrated. Because even though it's small, it's definitely worth celebrating. And I think... I will always referent kids because I think the Lord is correct that we should have childlike faith, and kids prove this all the time. But kids, if you've been around a kid, they celebrate everything. My son celebrates every time he finds a truck, even though we've owned this truck for his entire life. (laughs) And he wants everyone to celebrate his truck that he's found. And we all have to say, yay, you found a truck, it's so amazing! (laughs) And then he finds another truck and we do it all over again. But that's what the Lord wants us to do when he does something he wants us to celebrate when we've asked for something big he wants us to go tell our families tell our friends about what he's done because he has done incredible things he is moving powerfully in your life and he wants you to celebrate I think as adults We have a hesitancy to celebrate because we feel like it's bragging or we feel like, oh, I don't want to rub in people's faces that good things are happening or genuinely we're just ready to move on to the next thing. We're busy. We're ready to go. There's another prayer. There's another answer we need. There's another thing we have to meet. Um, Our lives are full of things that we're praying for. But if we don't take time to celebrate, we don't have faith to believe for the next thing. We don't have enough energy to believe for the next thing because we haven't celebrated the good thing that's happened we haven't taken the moment to say oh my gosh this is so incredible our son's sleeping through the night we can do the next thing that's the thing we're believing we're celebrating our son finally just started sleeping 10 hours a night and I feel like we can think again (laughs) but we're celebrating and when we celebrate it it goes okay then we can believe for the next kid we can believe for the house that we want we can believe for the things we have the faith to go for the next thing when you celebrate it also gives others faith if I go to my friend and say this is what the Lord is doing I'm so excited that friend you don't know maybe they're in the in-between period and they haven't gotten to celebrate yet it renews their faith it strengthens them it says like I can do this the Lord is good he is for me he is with me we got this let's do it let's run let's go when you keep it to yourself there's there's no you can't do anything it's just like it's it's like the prayer answered prayer isn't a moment isn't big isn't something good and it's something incredible it's something you've been believing for prayer is so powerful and when we get answered prayer it's even more powerful it's it's what sustains us so you must take time to celebrate So I'm going to list the things I'm celebrating for, and I always will plug the kids' team. I'm celebrating the kids' team. Our kids' team serves most Sundays every Sunday. They rarely ever get to come to church. This is the first time I'm attending Radical Church. (laughs) And they have never complained. I am not even kidding. I keep expecting it. I keep showing up that they're going to just be like, we quit. We don't want to be here anymore. We want to sit down. And I mean, like, literally, they probably just want to sit down. And they don't. They just come so joyfully. And I remember when me and Stephen said yes to Radical Church, we really didn't know what we were fully saying yes to because Trevor didn't know fully what he was saying yes to yet. I could not have asked for a more incredible kids team. I love running with them. They are absolutely amazing. They love your kids so well, and they have really genuinely become a family. They are so incredible. They are more than an answer to prayer. They're above and beyond what I could ever ask or hope for. They are incredible. The other thing that we're celebrating, Isaac said, my son is sleeping 10 hours a night. We're also celebrating that my parents put him down and he did not wake up so other people can put him to sleep. Which means we can go on a date. Which is incredible. <laughs> we are pumped. <laughs> we, I'm celebrating that me and my husband had a wonderful week with almost no fights. And like I said, anyone who's been married, that's incredible. week which is awesome (laughs) and that's what we're celebrating I mean I'm sure there's other things Stephen's celebrating that I don't even know but that's what I'm celebrating and I hope that this week when even today as you're going to lunches as you're going to time with your friends as you're going home and right before you take a nap just share a good story share what the Lord is doing in your life think seriously think because I think you'd be amazed that as you took a moment to say what am I celebrating you would be in awe that you there is something that the Lord has done in your life that is worth celebrating share that with your friends Let them celebrate $20 you found on the sidewalk. Let them celebrate that you and your husband haven't fought. Let them celebrate that you had a wonderful answered prayer that you've been waiting for. Let them celebrate that you got to celebrate your mom today. Let them celebrate everything that you're excited about. Go ahead and share that with them. It will change the atmosphere of your lunches and your dinners and your homes. It will change how you live because you've celebrated. Also, Celebrate if you're in the in-between. Go ahead and share that at your lunches and let those people rally around you and be your prayer warriors. Let's today, because we are called to be mighty people of prayer, let's strengthen our prayer lives. Let's join together and make each other stronger people of prayer. Because it should never be a second thought. It should be our main thing. Our main thing should always be prayer. It should be the thing that sustains us. It should be the thing that gets us through. It should be the thing we celebrate. It should be our constant. It should never go away. Even if the style of it changes, it should always remain the same. So as we close out today, I am going to pray for you i'm going to believe that you have a renewed faith to pray that you are going to have a new desire to pray that you are going to find people to pray with and alongside and that you will get to see so many amazing things happen because your prayer life has grown so let's join together in prayer god we thank you that you gave us a way to communicate with you (laughs) that you didn't want to not hear from us. You wanted to have a deep relationship with us and you wanted to hear from us all the time. You don't need our prayers, but you desire them. And I am so thankful for that. We lift up everyone in this room and I ask that you would just give them renewed faith this morning to pray, that you'd give them a renewed desire to pray. If they're in the in-between waiting for you, God, we just ask that you would come and you would restore their faith, that you would lift them up, that you would strengthen them, that you would remind them that you are carrying them in the in-between. If they're someone that doesn't feel like their prayers are powerful and effective, that you would remind them, just like the song said, you are their champion, that when they speak, things change and all they have to do is speak that it doesn't have to be a special way or a certain way, that all you want to do is hear from them. We thank you that as we leave this room, we're going to be reminded of what you've done in our lives, that we are going to celebrate because you are mighty, you are powerful, and you are constantly moving. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Can you all give it up for Pastor Caroline today? What a great message. Come on. I love that. And in, in the in-between, I take that. In the in-between, God can do some really powerful things. Some really powerful things. She uh her husband, Stephen, you know, we've been friends since kindergarten. I've known him since I was a little kid. And uh he pulled me aside a couple of weeks ago and said, Hey, I just wanna let you know <clears throat> she's not gonna tell you. But Caroline wrote a whole sermon the other day, and it was really powerful. And I had been thinking about maybe asking her to speak. And and, and I actually ended up talking about kind of persistent prayer. And we talked about prayer that that day, basically, that he told me about that. And I was like, man, what's your sermon about? I asked her the next day, what's your sermon about? She's like, well, it actually piggybacks off of kind of what you were talking about. I was like, great, you're preaching this Sunday. (laughs) And uh, so uh, I'm very, very blessed to have an amazing staff, an amazing pastor and Pastor Caroline. Can we get up for her one more time? I love when you hear from the Lord. And it's, it works right with what we're going in as a church. It's just an amazing thing when, when people in our, in our churches hear from God and can bring that word and deliver that word. So, uh, and then to celebrate, that's amazing. You know, what we're going to do right now is we're going to celebrate the moms and the ladies in our lives. Why? Because honestly, you were all an answer to our prayers. Okay. We need you. We love you. And we're so grateful for you. So people out here, you better take them to a nice lunch. Okay. You better treat them good. Uh, and just celebrate them and honor them today because they really do so, so much for us. So, uh, let's pray one more time and then we'll be dismissed. God, thank you so much for all of the moms. Thank you for all the women, uh, that are like moms to us that are here today. I pray that you would help us to celebrate them and to honor them today as an answer to our prayers as as just a, a way to say, thank you God for, for them and who they are. Father, help us to lift them up and encourage them today. Thank you for our amazing church. I pray that you would bless this church bless this house, bless these people here today, all of these families, would you strengthen them, unite them together in the in-between, and then when we get to the other side, when we get to that part where it's time to celebrate, help us to celebrate right along with them all the things that you have done. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. amen. Let's have a great Mother's Day. God bless you. Thank you for coming today.